Welcome back to the Practically Spiritual Podcast. I'm so excited to be back here with you guys. It's 2020 and we're about to unleash the first episode of the year. Now, if you're listening to this, today is is currently, we're currently in April 2020 and what an unprecedented time in history it has been. You'd have to be living under a rock to not be experiencing what we're globally experiencing at the moment. I don't even want to use the, the terms and the, the terminology around it. But my focus and the purpose for this podcast has always been to create change through conversation and to highlight um, a variety of different experts, coaches, leaders, um, you know, change makers that can really help provoke us, provoke our thoughts, our minds, and to help us grow spiritually and also on a practical level, which is why this podcast is called Practically Spiritual. So without further ado, here is the very first episode for 2020. I've got an epic lineup for you guys coming. Episodes will be dropped as per usual every single Friday. Um, And I'm just excited. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't already subscribed to Practically Spiritual, the podcast, whether that be on Spotify, on Anchor, or of course, on Apple iTunes. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you for making this podcast a top 100 podcast in Australia. Deeply appreciate you all. Enjoy this next episode. Welcome back to the Practically Spiritual Podcast. I'm so excited to interview. This is actually the first interview that I'm doing for 2020. Yes, you'll be the first guest. So I'm here at Train With The Girls with Amanda Jane. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on today and have a chat. Amazing, amazing. So before we get started, could you explain a little bit about who you are, what you do and why you do it? Okay, so I'm the CEO of Train With The Girls. So I launched Train With The Girls with my business partner, Emma in 2017 because we wanted to create a space where women could come and learn about health learn about themselves and to feel really comfortable doing it we found Mm. a lot of the commercial gyms women went in they felt uncomfortable that people were sort of watching them or judging them and they were a little bit lost so we really wanted to create a space that for them basically um, which we've done so we've got studios in Townsville, Brisbane and Sydney. Hannah came on board and she runs Sydney and it's it's really good because we've created basically exactly what we set out to create. We've created that safe, judgment-free place for women to come and grow. Amazing Mm. and I love I love the team that you have, like the three of you combined. Like you can tell that it's an amazing collaboration. It is, yeah. Um, How did you guys find each other? Like were you friends? So Emma and I met because we both worked for the fire department together. So I used to be up in Townsville. Um, We both actually applied for the job and I got it. (laughs) Um, And then she applied again and she got um, the same job six months later. Um, she was only 18 then. She was a little baby. I think I was 21 and I don't know, I saw her and was like, you'll be friends. Like, we're going to get along great. Um, and introduced her Thank to you. Jim. And then Hannah was in Townsville as well. She was actually one of the trainers we hired in Townsville. And she just flourished with us and shared our mission and our values. So 
when she pulled us aside and said she was going to be moving to Sydney and she wanted to take our brand with her. Um, so we were, cool. yeah, we were pretty, pretty psyched. We got very lucky. Hannah's, Hannah's great. And even just the team of trainers that we've got in all of the studios, I feel like we've just gotten so wow. lucky finding other women that just share the mission. Absolutely. Mm. And I think that is really massive because a lot of people will say, oh, it's so difficult to find good people, which it can yeah. be, but you seem to have, there's something about you where you, you attract the right people. Why do you I think I feel that like is? that the vibe attracts your tribe kind of thing. Yeah. And being selective as well, like there's a lot, there are a lot of trainers out there, but we've always taken the time to interview people and make sure that we're mm. hiring someone not so much for their skill. You can teach skill, yeah. but the people's beliefs and like their moral fiber, like that's something you can't teach. So we've always hired based on that. Yeah. I think that's really, really mm. good advice. Yeah. Really good advice. Um, so in terms of like, moral fiber like your values your standards um you know what are they so we've always had a massive emphasis on education um Mm. i think that a lot of struggles that women have is purely because they don't actually know what they should be doing or how to fix their problems yeah and i think it's that position of being vulnerable that they tend to get taken advantage of from people just looking at making some money Um, which is where like all the fad diets come in, the skinny teas, the weight loss pills, and I guess all the social media telling you like, you know, you should be a size six or you should be eating 1200 calories. And it just creates the most toxic, vicious cycle. And that was sort of what we wanted to really break. Yes. And we felt the best way to do that wasn't just to tell them to do something different. It was Mm. to teach them why and to approach health from a place of love like they're doing it because they love their body not because they hate it and there's such great impact in that because mm. you're educating them so you're actually empowering them you're not just yeah. there telling them what to do and how to be yeah and food exactly yeah. and like end goal is that they mightn't be with us forever like we hope that they do stay with us but we're yeah. equipping them with their tool belt i guess so that they can go out on their own and make better choices for themselves for their family for the rest of their lives because they understand what they need to do and how to do it. Yes, mm. amazing. So can you tell me a little bit about um, about the studio, what happens, is it is it private, is there group sessions? We do a lot of group sessions. We do have the opportunity to do one-on-one and we've got a couple of different programs. So we've got our normal just group sessions class, but we do cap our numbers lower depending on the type. So if I have a strength session, I'll have a smaller group just because I want to be able to give that one-on-one time, make sure people are doing things correctly, especially when we start mixing with some heavier weights. Um, We, I guess that's another thing, like we, there's this stigma, I guess, that if you lift weights, like you'll get really muscly and look manly and Mm. I can tell you it's not that easy. You don't get muscly by accident. It doesn't look easy. No, you you definitely don't lift a few weights and accidentally get really muscly. It's actually really hard to put on muscle as a female because of our hormones but weightlifting it allows you to really effectively change your body composition so looking toned that toned sort of look and dropping body fat it is an absolute great way of doing it yeah Mm, so we offer programs so we've got a strong squad program where we have teams of only five women yeah i know it's It's so good yeah it's it's good they get their own shirts and everything but teams of max five 
and we work with just that little team for three one-hour sessions a week. We do their personal check-ins, personal nutrition. Um, we've That's, I suppose, another thing, and it's definitely like a pro and con with our business model is we like to do a lot of customization and personalization to our plans. Yeah. Um, no, especially, like, no body's different, but especially no female body is the same. So giving everyone the same plan, it's just not effective. Like, what my body needs is so different to yours. So it just means it takes a lot more time rather than just having... I definitely, like, think of you as, like, quality over quantity. That's it. We do keep it smaller. Like, it's definitely not something we can just mass produce, which when you think business model-wise, usually you are trying to create something you can just mass produce because it is more cost-effective. Yeah. So we do have, like, lower options where... You can just get like generic sort of plans that give you a really good guide to start with when you're yep. not wanting to spend the money, but we really do encourage our clients that you honestly can't put a price on understanding like your custom no. nutrition and exactly what your body it needs. It filters into every single part it, of it your does. life, like not just your health and well-being, but how you perform at work, yeah. how, how you feel yeah. as a person. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's funny, like there's always jokes with personal trainers that you're kind of like a trainer slash psychologist because yes, yes. the mental aspect that comes into health and fitness is huge mm. it's if not more important to be honest in whether it's yeah. having the confidence to lift lift a weight or if it's just how you feel about yourself in general a lot of especially for females a lot of um disordered eating comes from a psychological place yeah um so hannah actually has a psych degree that uh, manages sydney so she sort wow. of gives us the tools to be able to bring a lot more of that mental mental side in for our plans. Oh, we so lucky with the team. Everyone's got such a diverse skill set. She's so divine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, really great combo. It's so amazing. So tell me a little bit about like how did you actually get into this type of work? So when I was at school, so my pretty much starts way back from the beginning okay let's start from when I was nine so when I was nine go all the way back when I was nine that was the first time that I ever dislocated something and from there it got to a point that by the time I was 15 I was dislocating like five seven times a week oh my god like my knees my shoulders like body was just sort of falling apart and it turned out that I saw a rheumatologist and I've got we've got a little baby chunk bitty Baby Ness is in the background as per usual. Living life. Co-host. Yeah, she's getting a bit loud now, guys. So she'll she'll probably start talking, you know, take Tune over the host <laughs> role. Oh, I'll lose my job. It's not funny. But yes, continue. Oh, um, so the, basically what it ends up being is one of my... Connect, like, I've got a connective tissue disorder, which means oh, wow. I just... Body falls apart a little bit. Um, and I had a lot of surgery. I had... A lot of rehab and it kind of like you're very impressionable wow. at that age and it sort of introduced me to the health field yeah. and seeing the difference and how different I guess different health professionals either made me feel really confident and empowered or made me feel like shit that's so interesting yeah and at the, such a young age yeah as well, to, to actually have the insight to identify that yeah and so like you had ones wow. you loved working with because you walked away feeling powerful and I wanted to be able to help people in that sort of space. So when I finished high school, I enrolled Incredible. in medicine and I did two years of medicine. Um, but 
I was living out of home. Like I lived out of home from a young age and I was working and it probably goes without saying that the workload of medicine is a lot and I could not keep up and I started falling behind. So I ended up dropping out, had about six months of just spiraling. So I was like, oh my God, like what am I going to do with my life? Um, And I was raised... My parents are big believers, I suppose, in, like, you go to uni and you get a good job. Yeah. So rather than taking time to assess, like, what was I passionate about, what brings me joy, I just went, what other uni degree can I do that I sort of enjoy, that I can make a living off, um, that I wouldn't hate? So that was law. (laughs) And so I enrolled in law and business instead. Medicine. Oh, I know. There was way less contact hours. So I was like, that's okay. Like I can work still. So like, that'll be okay. So I did my law and business degree. Um, During that time was when I got the job at the fire department and I'd met Emma. I did my postgrad for law. And then just as I went to, I guess, go to get admitted. So you do four years at uni. It's like a year postgrad. And then you apply to be admitted as a lawyer. So I got to that point and then I got offered a job working for the mines, dispatching coal trucks. Yeah. And by this point, I'd been studying and earning a really bad wage yeah. so you for were about like, eight oh years. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to get yeah. some money. I was like, you know what, let's just put a pause on going and being a lawyer and sort of starting from the bottom. I'm going to go out to the mines and I'm going to make money. Like, yeah. this is going to be so great. And I did it for about a year and I hated it oh. I absolutely hated it and I was with my now it husband a then type of person to yeah it, yeah it wasn't even the being the way like I didn't yeah. mind the FIFO it was just the actual job itself uh, I didn't find it rewarding I didn't feel like I was yeah. creating a, a the kind of change in the world so I yeah. sort of felt like I was just going there doing it going home like I wasn't actually moving anymore yes so while I was doing that, Emma had started doing her um, fitness certificates and she said, like, you should do yours, do your certs, we can do something together. And I was like, okay. So I just did my cert three and four. I love how you've been on this journey together for so, oh, so long. long. Like, so it's long. Been, how beautiful. Yeah, it's, she's definitely, I couldn't imagine doing it without her, to be honest. She's been a great business partner. We're very patient with each other, so I think that's... that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We're a bit yin and yang, which is kind of what you need in a business partner. Like, I'm very jump in, risk, don't go a million miles an hour, whereas yeah. she is a lot more cautious and moves a lot slower, so we sort of meet somewhere in the middle, which is, yeah. which is good. I think that's, like, a perfect combination it is. to have. Yeah, definitely. So, did the certs, and then I was sort of at a crossroad where to be able to go forwards and actually launch this business, it meant quitting my job at the mines because I physically couldn't do both um so I went and actually got my cards read to try and give me a bit of spiritual guidance I suppose because it's a big it's a big step to be like okay well I was doing this now I'm doing this now I'm in the mines I don't want to be here as well yeah and my parents were like no like don't quit your full-time job like you've got sick leave and annual leave and maternity leave and job security it's a great wage like what are you doing yes and obviously starting anyone that's listening that started their own business knows that jumping into your own is taking pretty much the it's biggest bet risk. on yourself. Yeah. Um, You've and got to back yourself. Oh, yeah. And when I got my cards read, so it's actually Emma's grandmother um, reads cards. Go figure. So I went and yeah. saw her and she read my cards five times, five different decks. And I pulled the same, like five cards, five times that's in a row. Crazy. It was It was something wow. else. And all of them said... 
you're at a crossroads and you're trying to make a decision and you're worried about finances, take the leap. And I was like, oh my God, because like Grace wasn't even talking about yeah. it. And I was like, and oh can God. can we speak, really speak into this? Because yeah. I a lot of people that are listening, um, they are wanting to step up into their leadership to really, like, really mm. amplify their impact. And it's really that next step that yep. feels really scary. Very. And they're, they're probably Very. shitting themselves. Oh, like, I let's s- just be super real. <laughs> like, you're like, it, oh, it, can it I, is. Like, do I, I thought I was going to vomit. the capacity to do this? Yeah. I still remember sitting there and hitting send on my resignation to the mines and just looking at like that enter key and then hitting send and just getting that wave of, I don't know, like anxiety. Then it was sort of followed by like this wave of excitement where I was like, I just took this step. Like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So you had a bit of contemplation. Then you were like anxious and then all of a sudden you were excited. And then what came next? Well, I feel like I was very lucky in this space because like I was with, my husband then we weren't married but he is the opposite to me in the sense Mm. that he is all about just chasing what brings you joy betting on yourself jumping into it i know he's so when i first met him i was like you you were a lot you you were crazy um because (laughs) i was so structured and safe i suppose so he was like that cheerleader right at the front being like just jump he's like you're so miserable if it doesn't work out at least you tried And who knows, like, even if it's less money, if you come home at the end of the day feeling fulfilled and happy. Totally. And I was like, oh, God, okay. And he's like, if worst case, if it fails, he's like, I've got you. So I I think think, I might need to get him on the podcast at some point. Because he's just, like, quite the character. Just from what you've said to me in our chats before. definitely a character. He would love that. Yes. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Oh, so I think, I don't know if I could have taken that leap, honestly, without him being that Mm. sort of cheerleader for me. it's funny because you've gone from you did medicine. Yeah. Then you were doing law and business. Yeah. Then you went to the mines. Then you found your husband. Yeah. Like, you've... Just your whole journey has been... Your soul is saying, go here. It almost like everything happened and led me to sort of that place. Yeah. And then we jumped sort of in. So I still had the job at fire, which, like, I still have fire now. I thought it was something that I would quit, but I genuinely enjoy it I enjoy our it's a very team environment and I enjoy being a part of that and you get to be a part of helping people in a different space like in their time of need kind of thing so Emma still does it as well like we enjoy it from a different sort of place Emma's due to have a baby very soon though so she's how how far when's she due she's due on the 20th of May oh yeah so Sorry, that's the wrong child. I've got too many kids, guys. <laughs> honestly, it's just um, so Vanessa, baby Ness. Um, she's the sixteenth of May. Oh, there you go. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's going to be exciting. So heading back next month to baby shower with her. So I think that's going to be a really cool step for her to step into, and it'll be yeah. even from a business perspective. I think it's going to bring this whole new element. We've never done. Totally, it's we've always. Yeah, like catered for mums, but we've never really oh, had that yeah. insight to be able to really deliver in that space. And I think you really do have to have that insight. You yeah. can't just go, oh, I look up. This is what mums. I think mums need. Yeah. No, it's like it's like that thing where if you're not in the arena, yeah. you don't really get it. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot sort of that comes out from it. Like Hannah's got Incredible. a little girl in Sydney, so I know they do a little bit more um, cater, more so to mums because she obviously has lived that life like she gets it but I think it's going to be really good yeah like that postpartum like I know for me personally 
once I started going back to the gym after, not after baby nest though, guys. Mm. Um, but yeah, after I had my second child, because I had two in 15 months, going back to the gym, like I didn't even have feeling like across my cesarean scar. Like I yeah. could literally like almost punch it and I wouldn't feel anything. Like it was so numb. Yeah. And I remember I started going to the, back to the gym, had personal training and then I was doing, what was I doing? I was doing hip thrusts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I could feel like, you know, that that good burning feeling yeah. that like you actually have You're a working. muscle there. Yeah. Like, and, I, and it was like they just reactivated. And that yeah. was the moment where I was like, okay, I actually have my body back now. Yeah. I was like, my body is now mine. Whereas yeah. before, until that moment, even though I'd stopped breastfeeding, yeah. I did not feel like it was mine until that moment. Oh, well, I think I just yeah. love as well, like, we, I find that mums generally are the ones that tend to put themselves last, that they're so worried yes. about filling up everyone else's cup that they, yeah. rather than, I can't remember where, where I read it or who said it, but rather than tipping your cup out to fill other people's cup, letting yours overflow yeah, you and flow pour, into you've other people's. from the overflow, yeah, because yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, and so we come across a lot of mums where they almost feel guilty just allocating that little bit of time just for themselves and i find that as a woman in general we are already trying to be the good girl the people pleaser so we do already probably do that naturally and then when a when a baby comes along yeah it's like amplified yeah it becomes next level so it's great to have someone that's actually there to support you and that's what i suppose i love is like we have got mums and they can support each other in like ways that I can't because I, can I don't. What the culture is yeah. like. Everyone like, that comes I through. I can imagine the community vibe mm. like on your online groups. I think like, I could just imagine it. Yeah, and like that was exactly what we wanted to create. We didn't mm. want to create a and like a lot of marketing people we worked with. They're like, what is your niche? Like what. What does your ideal client look like? And I'm like, I can't even tell you that because my ideal client doesn't look like a specific type of person. It's not a size six blonde that's already fit. Like that's, we don't have that niche. Ours is just women that want to be a part of this and want to feel better about themselves, which makes marketing hard because trying to come up with specific when you're actually trying to to try and target because we didn't want that like we didn't want someone to walk into our gym and feel like everyone's Mm. like in this little click and they're on the outer. And I think inclusivity is, it's really, really important. Mm. And it's something that is, is lost, but I do think that there's a craving for it. It's yeah. coming back. And anyone who's already doing that is going yeah. to benefit greatly. Well, everyone just wants to feel like they're a part of something and that they belong. Yeah. So, and I think having that kind of feeling as your foundation for your fitness journey just sort of sets you up for success. Because then when you're having your down days or your negative days, you've got that tribe of women sort of behind you to help Mm. keep you on the path. You definitely can't do it alone. No, no. And like not everyone had support from home or from friends. Um, We get that a lot. Like they not, I'm not going to say bully, but when one of them Mm. starts getting really into it and they might make their Instagram like really fitnessy, their friends give them shit for it rather than be like, this is so cool that you're starting a new journey to feel better about yourself. And that happens in any aspect, whether it's personal growth or even if someone's just decided, you know what, this is who I am now and I'm actually going to live in the fullest expression of who I am. Yeah. There's always resistance from people. It is. And I always find it interesting unpacking where that resistance comes from. Like, whether it's watching them do something, highlighting something that they're perhaps not doing or missing in their lives, and they sort of project that out. Yes. 
but not everyone really reflects and unpacks that much I think but yes I yeah. find it interesting yeah and what advice do you give do you give them when when they are experiencing that and they're like they're almost thinking oh maybe I should stop doing this because I just don't want to hear all that noise yeah you know, it's really it's really starting to weigh on them because usually it's the people that are closest to them yeah it's the friends it might yeah. be the family members making fun of them yeah yeah I think people were like almost like when people say like oh you've changed change yeah. isn't necessarily a bad thing change is growth change can yeah. be good if we stayed in our same version that what we are when we were 15 years old like that would be for me anyway that would be terrible (laughs) so I think the main thing I suppose that I ask is like does it make you happy because if the answer is yes then who's someone else to tell you you that you can't follow something that makes you happy and if they're asking you that are they someone you actually want in your life and that's a hard decision to think about but I think we go through all of these different phases in our lives whether it's moving whether it's a family or a partner where not everyone stays and that's okay some people are only meant to be in your life for a certain part of the journey yeah and not holding on to that if it's not meant to be like you need to be able to let that go sometimes yeah mm. absolutely and um you know something that i heard um maybe two years ago Sometimes people come into our lives to teach us a lesson. Yeah. And sometimes you go into other people's lives to teach them a lesson. Yeah. I'm a big believer of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just some food for thought. No, I I agree. I used to be someone that felt the need to hold on to every single friendship because, like, I'm a big friendship orientated person like it yeah, took a bit of adjustment so for my husband at first because he's like I don't like it because I feel like I have to share you with everybody all the time yes but now he's like actually like it's one of the things I love about you the most and I was yeah. like thanks like we literally just went to Newcastle to surprise one of my friends for Valentine's Day so I was kind of like sorry husband oh, so I'll cute. leave you a card but I'm going to do Valentine's Day with the girls and he was like that's fine <laughs> like Day. we did yeah so I think yeah. we're going to make it a bit of a tradition now oh fun but yeah, I don't know. Like, I always had the belief, like, relationships come and go, but friends are the ones that are there forever. Like, whilst I'm hoping my husband's my forever as well, but yes. I, my friends have been in my life yeah. my whole life. Mm. So I've just never... a reflection yeah. of you as a person as well. Yeah, I just think. don't think... Like, I understand when people do kind of discard friends because their relationship becomes their priority and they need to invest that time into that, and that's totally fine, but... I've just been always very good, I guess, at balancing the two so that neither feels like they're neglected. But, yeah, I think it's Jeez, big. you've just got such a big capacity to, to give and to love people is what I see. Yeah, and, like, yeah. it's... And you just love enjoying it. But it's almost, like, selfish in a way because it makes me it feel makes good doing happy. it. Yeah. Like, you can see yeah. that it lights you up even when you're talking yeah. about it because you're like, ah, my friends love my friends. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You get pumped. I definitely do get a lot of satisfaction and feel it's rewarding I guess bringing joy to other people it's a win-win that's why I love birthdays like it's a whole day of the year that you can <laughs> yes. make that person feel really special yes mm. oh I love that I love that so what's on the cards for the future for you so at the moment we're putting a lot of work into our business model which sounds very dry and boring <laughs> and for the most part it kind of is Um, But because I guess Emma and I had such a solid friendship and first it was just us, a lot of things we didn't need to put in writing almost. 
Yes. So, yeah, yeah, it was kind of like we'd just come up with a plan and we would just do our plans. Yeah. And, so, and it's so unusual. I just want to highlight the fact that it's so unusual to mm. have that and for it to work yeah. so well. Oh, so many people like, were like, the you know, way you being in business with friends and I'm like, oh, like, yeah. But oh, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I feel like you need to do like you well, need you have to do some a arguments talk on how you guys collaborate and yeah. communicate. Oh, um, and make decisions together. It'd like, probably, I, I feel like that would be. It'd really probably beneficial. be a pretty funny podcast, especially with her on it. Oh, because yes. can you please? Do oh, that? <laughs> it's definitely not because we don't argue. Because we do. Like we. 100% do, especially when she first got I'm pregnant. I'm putting in my request to have that as a podcast episode. Do you know what? She's in, she actually left for Bali this morning for a week. Yeah. But when she gets back, I'll definitely definitely make that happen because, yeah, it almost, like, we always joke, like, being work wives, but... Yeah, you are work wives. We are work wives. You're legit work yeah. wives. Wives in probably many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, in terms of the expansion as well, like, there's, like, you know, big expansions happening. Yeah. business itself which is why we really want to get that business model nutted out and if I could give advice to people it's do that as early as you can Mm. rather than like we're doing it years and years in but it was kind of like we've just sort of learnt along the way but having if you can get like a mentor or something like that in the early days to really give you a bit of a outline on the things that you should be doing like it will save you time and energy in the long run so we're sort of really working on that that Get part a now oh yeah. yeah 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 it's funny because I keep saying if I go back in time I tell myself to get a mentor yeah and I still haven't done it now and I feel like yeah. future me is going to tell current me that so yeah. sort of looking at that space as well and the podcast has been really good it's yes. sort of given a platform Can you just share the name of the podcast so TWTG radio is our podcast but it's yeah. just been it's it's, it's double amazing so good yeah. in the sense that I love meeting people and networking and hearing that their stories so I've gotten I guess a way to be able to do that but it's another way to tap into that educational part and teach people Absolutely. so I can talk to people and that anyone, know more than me anyone can consume yeah. it too yeah because you, know? you guys cover a very wide range of topics oh as we've well, literally done from environmental impacts to women's yeah. hormones to yeah. fertility it's to it's very informative yeah we co- yeah. we didn't want it to be too again clicky like we yeah. if someone has something of value to say then yes you're what we're looking for to have on basically yes. yeah so it, it has been really interesting and like i've certainly learned from it so i've no doubt people listening do as well which is which is good Incredible. Mm. Well, it's been such a blessing to have you on here. Um, I love what you stand for. I love what you're about. And before we go, um, I have four questions that okay. I ask every guest. Um, some of them might feel a little bit heavy, so feel okay. free to take a moment to okay. just be like, okay, <laughs> just hear the what crickets. do I actually <laughs> think about this? Um, so for my first question is, what is your definition of spirituality? Believing in something bigger than yourself. Yeah. What do you think happens when we die? Okay. So I have a really interesting theory on this. Okay. I'm just going to say this in advance. So yeah. I believe in reincarnation, but I think it's going to be really crazy to explain. Okay. So I think there's some sort of like a heaven and yeah. there's reincarnation. And yes. I think until you've grown enough as a person, you continuously get reincarnated. And then once you level up enough as a person and you've ticked these boxes, then your spirit sort of goes to like the heaven is how I think it works. So I think if you're 
someone that goes around with golf clubs like killing cane toads you're probably going to come back as a cane toad and you're going to get that perspective and that's how you and yeah. just little things like that and you're just going to continuously level up until you've grown your soul and your spirit's grown enough and then you like ascend so to speak mm. that's my it's very theory. much the the nirvana vibe of mm. um like hindus that's very similar yeah. to what they believe mm. yeah so that's what i think happens because yeah. i've done Ouija boards I've seen ghosts so like I know oh, yeah, my my housemate there. that I had when I was younger when I moved in she was like just so you know I've got a spirit that's followed me my whole life it's not bad but just, just a heads so up you, just so you know and I was kind of like yeah 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 like no worries you're a little whatever and it was legit like it used to do the weirdest things it used to steal your car keys what and then you'd have to ask for your car keys back and then they'd be like on your handbag and I'd be late for work. I'm like, why are you wow. late? I'm like, I don't even want to tell you because you wouldn't believe me. But just weird things like that. And I saw it once. It was like this man with like brown hair. And I thought it was like one of our friends in the house, but there was like no one else home. And I was like, okay, like, so interesting. you're not crazy. I wonder why he was following her. I don't know. But she said her whole life, like mm. ever since she was little and like her grandma interesting. is real some sort of spiritual thing in a community as well so i think like as yeah, far as they, they have that yeah sense yeah i think if you shut your mind off to this that that whole thing you don't see it and you don't feel it yeah but i think if you're open-minded like you do you become really aware of that sort of thing yes so like my mum used to i don't know like i've always believed in it mum always thinks she's like yeah. a little bit psychic but i remember this time i lost my bag at a party and she had this dream and then walked to this random street in this random suburb and, like, grabbed my bag from her dream. And I was like, Jesus, like, okay, mum, like, mum, not to lie to you, but... Yeah, no, I definitely believe, believe that everyone has psychic abilities. And whether or not you... Yeah. it's really, everyone is energy. Yeah. And it's really how tapped into... Yeah. ...to energy that you are. Yeah. But, yeah. no, I definitely believe in all of that, so yeah. I think, yeah definitely something happens but, something happens mm. but, but we don't we were not going to know until it happens mm. so but we're all going to discover at some point yeah so. but maybe that's why i'm like try to be very insightful and reflective while i'm alive because i'm like i don't know how many times i'll be reincarnated if i can't get it so so yeah. interesting mm. so the next question is if you could ask the powers that be so whether that is um god the universe source whatever that is for you you could ask them one question and get an answer and you're still alive here on earth what would that question be i would probably ask them if i'm on the right path to be able to create the biggest change is what i would ask which and what is the right path might add that bit and otherwise they could be very vague giving me my answer back but like you always like you always have an idea on where you want to be and I've always told people like the key is to be able to look at where you want to be and then sort of really be able to step back so you can map the most effective way to get there so basically I'd be asking how good my mapping skills are and if I'm on that right track that's mm. a great great mm. question so here's the final question and it's fill in the blanks okay so this is what people would say about you say you've now ascended yep <laughs> you've ascended you've you're not reincarnated you you've ascended and you're in yep. now amanda made me feel loved mm. amanda was always 
herself. Mm. Yeah, definitely see that. Mm. Amanda taught me that I'm powerful. Boom. Hmm. Well, it's been so awesome to have you on the podcast. No, How thank can... you for having me. You're absolutely welcome. How can everybody um, get in contact with you? What are your social Find me. So on Instagram, it's Amanda underscore TWTG, which is obviously that stands for Training with the Girls. Yeah. Um, and then our podcast is just TWTG Radio. Yes. Yeah, so probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Email addresses are a bit hard, but it's yeah. Amanda at trainwiththegirls.com. That's not hard at all. No, true. No, <laughs> Amazing. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Practically Spiritual, the podcast, and we'll see you guys for the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of Practically Spiritual, the podcast. Be sure to make sure you are following this podcast on Instagram at practically underscore spiritual. And if you would like to follow me and also sound off, tell me what you thought of this episode. If you have any questions for the guests that we had or any comments or requests, let me know. I love connecting with you guys. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all the places using the handle at Jessica Palmer official. Keep striving, keep thriving, and I'll catch you on the next episode.